Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you, as always, by ProSwim Workouts. Nico and the team at ProSwim Workouts have been supporters of the podcast from day one and continue to support the show and the coaching community more broadly with their platform, ProSwimWorkouts.com. Head over to the website right now and become a member to receive all the exclusive content, whether it's programming, in and out of the water, thought-provoking articles, or even just sharing of ideas. It is a one-stop shop. And for all those just looking to browse, head over to ProSwimWorkouts.com to find free workouts, podcast tips, jobs available, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? I'll say it one more time. Head over to ProSwimWorkouts.com right now and let Nico know that Off The Block sent you. Australia in four, the United States in five. Off, Mackenzie at the bottom, Stubbins above her, Schlanger in six, then to the yellow lane, Henry. Queen start, Mules got into the water quickly, but so did Joyce. The short of Germany was away well. They'll go to the wall all together, pick that one. Bloomer at back, ahead of Manuel and Herisch Amenya. What a shot, Peterson stumps her authority on another 200 breaststroke. Now Henry is starting to come at her. Henry's throwing Linden down. Linden and Henry. Henry and Linden. They hit it. Jody Henry of Australia shading. Jenny Thompson has taken the lead here. The Australians have only won this race once. It was with Dawn Fraser in 1956. Henry's moving away. She's going to win it for Australia. This has been a remarkable last leg. Jody Henry is going to bring Australia home for what will be. Yes! victory. <laughs> Welcome to the Shannon Rollison podcast. Welcome back to uh, all the loyal listeners. We've had a bit of a break. We're back ready and raring to go. Shannon's excited. First time ever, Shannon said, can we click uh, record and let's get going. He's that excited. He's chomping at the bit, as they say. So let's bring him in, uh, the host of the show. The man the podcast is named after, Mr. Shannon Rollison. Mate, how are you? Good, Robbie. Yourself? I'm good. I'm Surely good. I'm not the host. Surely. Oh, not. I mean, it's named after you, mate. That's what people turn up for. They, they say the Shannon Rollison. <laughs> Shit, I need to listen to this guy. Let's get in. If it was the Robbie Cox podcast, I promise you, people would not listen. They really, they really wouldn't. Uh, it's lovely that they say, oh, good job, but they don't listen for me. I, I know that they don't. So it's okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, you know. I'm, sure, I'm not sure it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want it to be about you because <laughs> you're a humble man. Um, but no, we're back after a bit of a break. There's been a bit going on since we've had a break, so we're going to cover all of that as well. Uh, and outside of swimming, though, Shannon, because we're going to cover all of that, um, what have you been up to? Uh, pretty busy. Um, outside of swimming, the dog didn't get walked this morning, Eddie. Uh, so That's Eddie's where you pissed. go with the yeah. dog didn't get walked this morning. Eddie's a bit pissy. So... Um, <laughs> When I got home this morning, Elle goes, you got to walk the dog. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll be doing that. And uh, so apart from that, though, we've, we've, uh, we've had some work done around the place. Yep. So um, we got the deck. We put it, put it on in 2005, and uh, it's just one of those low sort of just off the ground deck type things with a, with a roof. So we got the roof replaced. And that was that was good, and then bits of the deck that was wearing, and that we've got that sort of done, mm. uh, redone. 
So pretty happy with that. Uh, not cheap, but pretty happy with it. But um, my grass is looking worse for wear. Oh, no. Is it because of winter? So did you not balance the yeah. summer and winter grass out good enough? Well, I should have got the job done earlier um, <laughs> because uh, we've had a few frosts in the last couple of weeks and summer grass and frost doesn't uh, go well uh, together. <laughs> and then you've got these workmen just trampling over it, uh, you know, so... <laughs> I think I remember you saying something like that before. It might have been the dogs that were the dog that was running um, dirt everywhere as well. You went last. This was a while ago, but you had a bit of work done, and you had a bit. Oh, of that work. was when I was killing all the grass, and the yeah. dog was trying to <laughs> take it from the backyard onto the deck. Yes. <laughs> so it's all good out there now, because I'm coming down in July. Because I always bring a team down for ACT um, short course champs, because it's a yep. great weekend. I was going to come down early and come catch up with us so if we if i come over to your house for a, a, a feed yeah is, is it all ready to go outside there's a fire yeah we even put a heater on it a heater look at you go mm. do you have a fire do you have a little fireplace or something yeah we can or? sit under the heater and look out to the back where the fire is <laughs> <laughs> oh all right best I'm of looking, both worlds <laughs> i'm keen now i'm keen i'm looking forward to it um Myself, I've been up to, I went on the cruise. I don't know if I told you I was going on a cruise yeah. um, for all the listeners out there. Uh, on you look quite refreshed, cruise. unlike myself. Yeah, well, this is, we're going to get to it later. I wanted to talk about the coach's work-life balance and, and sometimes how important I think it is to try and give, give yourself a bit of time uh, to get away. But I do feel refreshed, uh, re-energized, uh, ready to go. And I don't know about you, I don't know how often you have holidays and stuff like that, um, but I always at the back end of my holidays start like within a day or two to go, I start planning something like I'll write a set or I'll, Oh yeah, that's right. So that's when you start to realize, okay, you, you must be fairly recharged and refreshed now and, and, and you're ready to go again. Do you find that sometimes? If I had a holiday, maybe I would. <laughs> i tell you my last holiday, yeah. COVID. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was a long uh, one. It was a boring one, but it was a long one. Uh, or maybe at the end the, of COVID, I was quite refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the back end of this podcast, Shannon, might just be us helping plan a holiday for you, just going through the list of uh, great islands to travel to or uh, different <laughs> European countries. We'll see how we go. But no, the cruise was great um, and it, it was refreshing 100%. It was nice just to get away. Um, uh, before we get started, I wanted to touch on, and I don't know, Shannon, you probably get this too, um, but certainly up at Nationals, uh, National Age, I had a, a lot of coaches coming up to me um, just saying, thank you for the podcast. They're loving it. They're really enjoying it. A lot of people, I had a guy from Melbourne, guy from WA, people from all over the place. Uh, a few people just looking at me weirdly because they didn't actually know who I was, but they must have recognised my voice so they could hear me talking, just peeking it's around, looking voice. at me like, who is this guy? I know <laughs> that voice. Uh, and we had a few people, yeah, come up and, and say thank you, and um, which was, was really nice and humbling. So thank you to everyone that, that did that. Um, really appreciate it. It's the reason we do keep this show rocking and rolling because I know uh, a lot of coaches out there do enjoy it. Um, uh, not just our witty humor and banter, but uh, obviously the, the knowledge and uh, information we're able to share and the experiences and the guests we get on. So, yeah, I don't know if you get that a lot, Shannon, with just people dropping a, you know, well done or it's it's good stuff. But 
certainly at nationals, it was really nice to get. I got it once in front of about four or five of my swimmers, which was nice because then they all were like, oh, oh, you, they people know you? See, I just, I don't get enough respect in my own <laughs> program. Uh, it's not, I get respect from others, but not from my own program. So that was nice. But yeah, do you find that, Shannon? Do you have a few people coming up to you? No. Just, just mention it? No, nothing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I told you I wasn't the host. Oh, but it was nice. It was good. Um, and one one coach in particular really it tickled me because you know when you said about uh, fins are a waste of time, and I said shout out to our sponsors DMC fins. <laughs> I, I remember don't know that. if you listened to that episode, but I purposely cut a DMC fins ad right after we said that, <laughs> and I just laughed to myself in the lounge room for about five minutes after I did it because I thought, oh, geez, that's funny. And I had a coach come up to me and he said he enjoyed it. And then he goes, you know what I found funny when you put that DMC fins ad right <laughs> after Shannon said about fins? And I thought, oh, that's good. That's good. So I appreciated that. Thank you very much um, to everyone that came up to us. So, yeah, we've got a lot to cover, Shannon, but I wanted to do something that's probably fresh in your mind. Um, the Sydney Open was on the weekend. You were up here uh, for yeah. a bit. How'd you go? Yeah, good. Um, I wasn't expecting any PBs and... Uh, got a plethora of personal best times, um, but uh, but only sort of once. I think I think one person did two, so they could they could perform at their yeah their best for one swim. But then what I found was they you know I I, I gave them three days rest for um, uh, nationals mm-hmm. on the Gold Coast. Uh, and I didn't do anything. We just, we were in a hard block and, uh, so I was going up there with, you know, well, this could get scary, <laughs> but what I found was, yeah, like, so the women's turn of breaststroke, uh, everyone that was in that did a personal best time. And then the next morning they were just flat as attack. Yep. So because they weren't rested, they, they just couldn't bounce back, you know, but it was, it was good mate. Um, Brondy Campbell swam, uh, so she went 24-9. She was the fastest of the girls in the heats. Um, Meg, Meg Harris swam well in the final, 24-2 something. So, But I was really happy with Bronte. She was happy with it. Um, so uh was sort of seven weeks down and and uh, it, it was good. So, I was going to ask you about that because we saw she or she didn't swim in the final and then she wasn't in the 100 either. Was that something you planned was that just a feel thing how she was feeling she did a good job and you thought just you're right that's sweet just leave it at that no no she was never doing the hundred um and she had a wedding to go to uh dave mckeon got married oh there you go so she uh, jumped on a plane there was quite a few of them that were at that wedding so okay so yeah so so it was a one shot only which i yeah i was like oh this this could be interesting (laughs) <laughs> you know, like a heat swim and, you know, oh, you'll be better tonight in the final. The, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, everything was betting on black, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it turned out pretty good. So, Does work uh, your favour sometimes. I did notice that on uh, on the cruise in the casino late at night. Sometimes when you just go all in on red or black, sometimes it pays off. So, no. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't either. It was a long cruise, but sometimes it does. Um, oh, that's fair enough. A- and. I was going to say, um, I didn't mention this to you uh, before we jumped on, but uh, Erica Fairweather's back this week and yep. uh, there's four uh, of the Kiwis are training with us. 
uh, off the back of of that meet, and um, and Lars has made it, so he, he's not sick. So uh, so I'm having a good week with Lars, and uh, we spent a couple of hours chewing the fat yesterday about uh, coaching and plans and stuff and things like that. So that's been good, and and it's always good to have you know someone come in and uh, sort of spice up the the training week. Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh, she, she's been swimming well, Erica. Yeah, so she went uh, 4.02 uh, in the four. She went 1.55 again in the in the um, 200 free. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure what she did in the four, uh, in the 100. She's a little bit tired for the eight, um, but she's going to add the eight to her repertoire uh, maybe after the Olympics, I think she was saying to me. so. But she's been like, how's this? You know, you go eight. Eight seventeen or eight eighteen, you're not training for the event, and it's not bad, is it? No, so, pretty good swimming. I think what's the world record? Eight thirteen or something? Yeah, it's not far off that. Yeah, she's she's always been. Um, yeah, she's been someone that's been coming through, obviously, for yeah. a while now at a junior level and and doing so well. So uh, it's good to see her continuing that trajectory, and um, obviously there's some. Talented swimmers in and around, obviously, her events. But um, you got Summer McIntosh, obviously, doing great stuff as well. And Yeah. So it's yeah, going to be gonna, gonna be a good world. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good world. And I think, what do you think? It, it could be like sort of the entree or the appetizer to the one year after. It could sort of whet everyone's appetite to say, well, if you thought that was good, just get, let everyone have a year to, to get ready and they'll be back again. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So, and you got a quite a big age span, haven't you, in that event? I'm not sure how. Uh, the decade, what's she, 25, 26, something like that? Yeah, mid to late. I've got... Next year, she could be 27. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> and then, yeah. uh, what, well, summer, 16? Summer at Macintosh? She's yeah, she's, yeah, she's only 16, probably turned 17 by then. But 10-year um, difference. Yeah. A few, in, a few in between. It's certainly going to be that last crack of the whip where everyone's kind of coming together. I think four years after that, um, it'll be the new generation coming through and being dominant. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It'll be good to watch. I'm excited. Um, we're going to cover that here on the podcast leading up to it. That's why we're back, ready to rumble too. We're going to start to look forward to uh trials and we're going to have a bit of a chat about it and hopefully get a couple of guests on to talk about that as well uh, i caught up with ian hansen on the weekend yep. hadn't seen Ian for a while had a couple of beers with with him and uh it was good so he did a he organized the interview with uh bronte on abc if yep. anyone saw that so so that was good catching up with him i might might uh, get in contact with him leading up to trials eh well, it'd be great to have him on. He, he, he's obviously the man in the know and he's always got a, a good finger on the pulse of what's happening in and around the teams. And um, so it'd be great to get his insight into uh, how it's all shaping up and people to look for. And um, is there any of the, the junior swimmers within our within our teams that are going to pop up and, and maybe sneak a couple of spots? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, as I said, we we stopped all of this before nationals. There were still podcasts coming out while we're at age nationals and open nationals. Pardon me, but um, we obviously didn't cover it or talk about it. You didn't go up to age nationals, um, but you had a few swimmers up there 
uh, and they did pretty well. How, how did you see that week? Not the world's worst swim, mate. <laughs> well, Is that the one you're talking about? Well, the one that yeah. nearly killed the sport. It, it could be. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, yes. <laughs> the one on the Gold Coast. Is oh that yeah, one? that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, watch that one on TV. Uh, I think my daughter was supposed to swim at her first ever nationals at her first race at like one forty-five or something like that. I think she swam at three thirty-five. <laughs> Elsbeth's ringing me in the, that morning. What am I going to do with her all day? Well, don't let her do nothing, but don't do too much. <laughs> oh, far out. <laughs> And then you got to turn around and then be back at the pool. I mean, the coaches, it's, it's a work health and safety issue, isn't it? There, well, there were certain days. Look, and I'm not going to uh, whinge because my program certainly wasn't as big as other coaches. Like some of the teams are, are big teams, right? So, you know, they're, they're there from the morning till the last race before, at, at, you know, the heats finish, and then, you know, they're back straight away. I had a few days like that, but certainly not as much as um, – as others but yeah no it was definitely okay like people just would stay there and just find a spot to lay down and yeah. close their eyes for half an hour or something yeah like if anybody thought that was a good swim meet could you please come and talk to me and tell me why <laughs> i mean that was just disgusting yeah i so my daughter wins a silver medal first nationals ever you know, spent a couple of years building her up to get to that level. Yep. Training 14 hours a week or whatever, seven sessions. There'd be some kids there that'd be doing 10 sessions a week. You yeah, know? 100%. Train for 20 hours, anywhere between 15 and 20 hours a week. This will be worth it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Go to the biggest national age meet, and for a lot of people, they won't win a medal. That'll be the highest medal level that they ever achieve yep i know where you're Brain going with this for all that time <laughs> yes 48 weeks for the year yep compete for a minute and then the celebration on the on the dice nothing yep go to the window with your little peg and collect your medal <laughs> up in no the... i've actually experienced the meet like that it yep. was in the 1970s it was a three-way meet with your little club program. I was yes. in the Cannon Hill Swim Club versus, you know, Wandle Heights versus uh, Morningside. Yeah. And it's a, a three-way meet. you got two people from each club represent the club. It goes for about two hours on a Saturday afternoon. Great fun. If they threw a, a little ball at you, it was red, blue, or green. Yep. Green was you came third. Blue was you won it. Red was it got second. You'd go over to the lady with your peg. <laughs> you were training about three times a week. You got your ribbon at the desk. Oh, my God. What a despicable. Oh, words escape me. I just, I, I, I'm at the point where I won't go back to a meet like that. If that's, if that's the pinnacle of our sport for age nationals, Go to New Zealand, go to Age Nationals in New Zealand, or go somewhere else. It's got to be better than that. Yeah. I, um, well, I'm, first of all, I'm enjoying this animated Shannon. 
Not that you're not normally animated, but this is the first time you've <laughs> you've got high levels of voice. You've got low levels of voice. Uh. You're throwing out one-liners. I, I like it. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I, why? Why the metal? Pre- well, hey, there was no metal presentation. And yeah, why exactly. you had to go in the top left corner of the facility to get it off a table and then stand in front of the thing? Like, it, I, I don't get it. You didn't even stand there with the, the other people that were on the dice. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You just grabbed it and quickly got a photo for mum and away you went. Yeah. So Izzy uh, Johnson, Isabella Johnson, won two gold medals. One of them's not even spelt correctly. <laughs> I can't even spell. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm leaving things out too. I haven't got a sheet of paper in front of me, but I hope someone has written everything down yep. and gone, please explain. I mean, we train more than any other sport there is. Mm. We we compete for a, a minuscule of time in comparison, and now we're not even celebrating. So, you, so you know, what would you say if if one of your swimmers, if you were lucky, only one, comes <laughs> up to you and goes, I'm not sure it's worth it. I'm pretty good at basketball. I'm going to train three times a week, compete for an hour, and celebrate for a day. Yeah. (laughs) That's what swimming's up against. We're just making it worse. Uh, I 100% agree. Um, I don't understand it. I'm sure somebody can give me a reason as to why. Maybe it was due to time or flow or. I've got I, I, a good authority yeah. that on that really long day, there was an hour and a half of no swimming in that day. That so was the all. Running. Yeah. And, you know, they count up how many minutes between races and all that sort of stuff. So an hour and a half of nothing. But everyone's still at the pool. So, you know, instead of starting over the blocks, you know, where you stay in the water and then the, the race starts, you know, so it's like a 20-second type thing. Yeah. So the wastage is unbelievable. Yeah. And then, you know, the other things like they've got to change. I think they've got to change the, uh, you know, you can go to nationals through short course swimming, um, you know, Anybody that's coached knows that there's kids who prefer to swim short course, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they've got to tighten it up. I mean, I, I was, I said to a couple of people, I'm watching the girls 15 years swim five minutes, you know, um, on TV. So yeah, it's got to be an achievement to be there, you know. And if swimming's using it to raise money, well, they've got to find it somewhere else because. Yeah, that meet should be the pinnacle of our year. Mm. And like I said, for a lot of people, like for me, I was a national medalist, wasn't at Opens, but it was at age. Yeah. And I was on a dais with Phil Rogers. You know, if you're going to get beaten by anybody, you'd Phil, I'd put my hand up. Yeah. Phil got, Phil got me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and five years later, he won an Olympic medal. Yeah. Not just off in a little corner somewhere where no one no one gets yeah. to see anything. No, I, yeah, 100% agree, um, and I, I think it's something that needs to be looked at for sure. 
Well, seriously, if that if it if that doesn't change, people should just vote with their feet. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, the stands. I, I didn't hear too much complaining once it all got oh, yeah, and rolling. We were talking about that. The seat. Yeah, in, the seating in landing your plane. And yes, uh, yeah. But you know the work health and safety for coaches. They're not even thinking. There's so many levels they're not thinking at. And then you get a day off, and uh, and then you're there for the national opens. Well, you know, that wasn't a national open meet. Sorry. You know, it's four day meet. There was there was like three teams in relays. No, you know, um, Kurt Hansen was talking to me. You know, we had a quick catch up for about twenty minutes, and he's like, where, "Where is all the relay teams?" I said, "Well." People aren't putting them in because it's only a four-day meet and they're trying to get a, a decent hit out and then trying to do as many events as they can. So, yeah. And then you go to trials. There's no relays at trials. So, so there's a lot of things not going well, a lot of things. Yeah, well, we had um, we had the, the walkout or the resignation of... Uh, of the, 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 what is it, the Swimming Australia president? CEO. CEO. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's some change coming around the corner. Maybe there's a, I haven't heard any news about a new CEO or where we're heading in that direction, but maybe, maybe there might be a new direction, Shannon. Uh, but uh, yeah, the other thing with um, the Gold Coast is, and I do love it in terms of um, space as well for warm ups and stuff, it's really good. Like it's just, you would you'd actually struggle to think of other places to go, considering sometimes when you looked around how busy it was, and there was like four pools with warm ups going. You're like, well, where else could you have a place like this? But just in terms of the elements in the sun all yeah. day, like, like some of those days were pretty were pretty warm, and you got swimmers who are doing three events, and they just got to kind of and and again, I don't want to you know jump on a bandwagon of shoot, but they took away some of the shading at, at one stage because it got windy. So they took the shading all away. So athletes just kind of had to either find a, a spot or just bake, basically bake in the sun. Yeah. Um, coaches was, are baking in the sun. Yeah. There was no food for coaches. Uh, was there any water? Did you get water? Listen, don't talk to me about the little pig pen that they put us in. So there was no coaches room. Yeah. There was a little pig pen, which was just um, just a bit of a fence in a in a fenced off area that was next to the physios. That was next to the. Uh, it certainly wasn't a coach's room or a place for coaches to quietly go and you know get some time to themselves. Just looked like a little pig pen that had a couple of tables that people sat down at. Yeah, um, just you know. terrible. And, and you know, you can if you've got a big club. I can remember when I was a Chandler. I get stuck. You get, you know, but it was Queensland champs, mm. you know. It wasn't the Australian championships, you know, but you get stuck and, and uh, you know, obviously you can go, all right, I'm just going to miss some races. Um, but, you know, as coaches, you know, we don't like to do that. But, you know, um, so you can't, you know, head all the way down to the other end. It's a good cafe, mm. but... You haven't got time to line up and wait around and, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then what would have happened if it was just raining all week? Like, you, the, they were, that, yeah, 
the only good thing about the meet was the sun was there. Yeah. So we were just all lucky, you know. Um, for those that were at both meets, I was fortunately just at the the open one, but um, you know, I would have liked to have been at the age, obviously, and uh, watched Davis swim. Isabella Johnson swam great, made the world uh, junior team. Um, so that was good. So from from a meet point of view, yeah, it was all, you know, all good. Mm. But oh, organisational point of view. Um, I think the only thing I can remember that I I was questioning while I was there too was uh, there was sort of only, oh, in the end, we end up just making another toilet on the other side where they had the learn to swim pool. We just went in there and you started using that toilet. But there was only one toilet block for, and swimmers and coaches used the same one. And I just kept yeah. thinking, surely, surely, after everything we've, we've started to learn over the last few years, this is a red flag to someone that maybe the coaches shouldn't be going in to yeah. the same toilet where the boys are getting changed. And the yeah. girls shouldn't be going in where the girls. Surely, that's a red flag to someone to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, absolutely. It just didn't make sense to me that that was the only that was a good idea to someone. Someone thought, ah, that's okay. They can all just use that toilet. Did you did you add up all the hours you did? Yeah. You know, did you arrive at seven thirty? Leave at two thirty? Did you add them all up? <laughs> you know, um, and then you're back for finals. <laughs> And, you know, you, you can't use tone of voice as a coach anymore. You get in trouble for that. Yeah. So, you know, the, the length of time you're at the pool, the amount of days you're at the pool, you're back at night, then they tag on the open meet on the back of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, let's let's just, to tie a bow in it in terms of that, let's just say there's work to be done. I think we can uh, certainly look to improve it organisational-wise and, uh, this year, I think it did look like it was sort of off to a bad start at the beginning, didn't it? When seats weren't available and everyone was up in arms about that sort of organisational stuff with yeah. tickets not available and it just sort of... One of the marshals fainted or something, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's no good. Must be one he of those warm days. Heat strokes or something like that, you know. Yeah. It was there, you know, obviously too long. In the UK... Well, it's definitely in Scotland, the meets are only allowed to run for like three hours and it's all because of the marshals. Mm. So meat just cannot go for any longer than that. Yeah. Well, they've got to look at, yeah, certainly that definitely comes back to the program, doesn't it? So, you know, short course times, the 50-metre events, do they need to be tightened up? If you're going to leave 50s in, does that need to be a faster qualifying time? Are we letting too many 50-metre events in? Well, I said to... Uh, I said um, 400s. I, I think there should be like four four heats for the 400. Uh, 200s, six heats. Uh, and then the 100s. Um, I think whatever you decide for the 100s, you do the exact same for the 50s. Yeah. So if it was seven heats for the 50, uh, 100s, then it's seven heats for the 50s, you know, and just have that cut off. That's it. So draw a line wherever those numbers were this year and then go, right, that's the qualifying times for next year. And then you'll you'll definitely know whether 
you're getting better or worse in those events. It's black and white. Mm. Not percentages and, you know, all the things that they're carrying on with. Off the back of that too, Shannon, I've always been open to the idea of um, obviously making those events uh, harder to get to, so more prestigious. Uh, definitely, you know, I can – there's definitely coaches and old swimmers out there going, oh, back in my day it was a lot harder to make nationals than it is now. What time you got to – oh, mate, I was doing that. Maybe if we do end up tightening the belt a little bit and, you know, as you said, a certain amount of uh, heats and stuff – Maybe on that same week or the same, or maybe it might, it might be hard um, officials-wise, um, but maybe there's a, an Australia-wide sort of um, domestic meet for chances for the, the swimmers, the B, let's call them B swimmers, who, um, you know, are going up there in event 14, 13, uh, heat 13, heat 11. So they're still swimming at a nationally recognised event, but it's domestic. It's just in our own states. Yeah, um, and those events can still get counted in terms of you know your 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 PBs or whatever, or um, but that way you're making the national program more you know harder to get to, and obviously looking at we're to, more talking about this from a program perspective for the listeners, not that we want to discourage people or anything like that. But surely anyone that's listening who just heard Shannon say that you know there was a day where pretty much people were there from the beginning <laughs> till the end. Surely people can acknowledge, well, that's probably a bit too long. So there's only one oh, way to, to fix it up, and it's tightening the belt on some of those programs and events. You know, there's a place and a time for those sorts of meets, you know. I think everybody accepts state championships, you know. Uh, Queensland for years would run, not every day, but a couple of days right through to 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I was in my 20s and coaching my juniors at 3.45. You know, so uh, um, you know, I'll, I, I, uh, people said, "Oh, you coming to Queensland champs?" Nope. <laughs> Once I left Queensland, you know, like, boy, oh boy, that's the world's longest swim meet. I literally lost kilos of weight that that uh, that meet. I had a swimmer, Julia Ham, and Mum used to make me some dinner, bring me dinner. So, God bless her. Um, <laughs> The, uh, you know, so, but, you know, New South Wales, you know, we'll go to, I think, not every day, but some days to 2 o'clock. But the National Champs isn't, that's not what the National Champs is about, you know. National Champs is about being good enough to go to the National Champs. Yeah. And um, and so it it's the flagship meet. It, it doesn't, there's, there's no way it should look like anything else. Um, so, and, and you want people going, God, I, I'm coming back next year to win a medal. Mm. I want to be standing up on that. Oh, they can't say that anymore. <laughs> I want to go over to that window <laughs> yeah. in front of all my peers yeah. and my parents and my grandparents and get a, oh, yeah. actually no one can get a photo. Talk to old mate so he can have a look at his sheet of paper and highlight your name and say congratulations and chuck yeah. a tea in a little, in a little bag and. Yeah, so that little bit where you come forth and you think, I should have trained harder, should have listened to Robbie. Yeah. Next year I'm going to be on that dice. Yeah. Thousands of people have said that, you know, as, as an athlete. Well, 
No more. Today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Arena Australia. Arena are the very best swimming brand in the business, whether you're after the best race suits, racing training goggles, training aids, or even team gear for your clubs. Arena Australia are the way to go. If you don't believe me, just look up on the blocks at the finals of most events at either nationals or international events, and you'll see the Arena logo front and centre on the fastest swimmers' race suits. They just are the best. Head over to arenaswimming.com.au right now for all the latest sales and discounts and let them know that Off The Block Swimming Podcast sent you. Well, yeah, they went to the same place, had the same conversation, everyone got the same photo, just someone had something different in their hand. So I get what you mean, it's different. And that's why I I offer that alternative in terms of, because I can see the other perspective too in terms of a financial incentive that if you open the gates up more, you're getting more people in financially. It's a it's a bigger success, especially when you cut down on how many seats you will let people get in. So you you're saving yeah. money on how much you're putting out and you're getting money in. I get it. That's why I offer that alternative of okay, maybe in and around the time when nationals is on, you have a national you know um, program where everyone has a meet in their own state. I guess it's still state. You've got a state championships, but. Maybe that's why, and it's still a Swimming Australia initiative, so the money still goes through the same way. Uh, I think there's a, a better way to do it for sure, and I think we're just starting to go too much the wrong way uh, in terms of just letting everyone go in and the program's blowing right out. And yeah, as you every- said, it's not good for the coaches. It's not good for the it's not good for the parents and the spectators. Like imagine if you know, Ava was only up there for a few events um, on your recommendation. But imagine if she had a day of four or five events and, you know, yeah. the, your parents were up there sitting in the stands and Elspeth's up there sitting in the stand all day, just all day from nine till, what do you say, 3.30, 3.40, of the day. Like, that's a long day. Oh, just woeful. Yeah. But it, everything's about balance, isn't it, you know? Um, and they just certainly have not got that um but the problem is people will people won't continue in the sport you'll lose people out of this experience mm. uh, because it hasn't been a positive experience um and really we can't be affording to do that uh it, it's tougher now than ever um to keep people in your sport to attract them in the first place to keep them in the second do you know um Bronte uh, was in a meeting during the trials, uh, sorry, during the uh, Open Championships, and she she said to me, um, I asked her how the meeting went and, and blah, blah, blah. She didn't go into too much detail, but one thing she did say to me, she said, she asked me, how many years do you think people in swimming stay, what, what the average? I said five years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. No? What was it? Thunder three. Really? Yeah. From when? What are we what are we measuring this on? So from from competition? So when they start competing? I don't know. Surely it's more than three if you take into consideration like learn to swim and the development years. I can understand maybe three in terms of competing. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I like to go on. Track that more down. I was a bit yeah. stunned. Yeah, I've chucked a, I've chucked a random question. <laughs> Shadow's like she was seven years. <laughs> I definitely. I, it, I think, yeah. 
yeah, competing wise, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because you're going to have those teenagers, 12, you know, 11, 12, 13. And if they're not getting success by 14, 15, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Certainly not what I preach. But if you ask my father, who's still stuck in the stone age, he'll say to me, how's your 15 year old girl going, Robbie? And I say, oh, look, you know, she did well at nationals. She seventh in the final. Oh, well, mate, she's not winning medals by now. Just tell her to finish. So, but that's not that's not right. Yeah. He says, "Ah, you know it's true. You know it's true." I said, "No, it's not true. There's actually a lot of research and stuff's been done. Long-term athlete development. Everyone's mature. You know, I'm giving him the spill. He just yeah. looks at me. Don't tell me shit. Don't ah. tell me. It's, <laughs> you know that. You know it's true. So there's probably still people, Shannon, who do think like that. Parents who, who you know, investing money and time, as you've said already. Um, who just well, they're go, getting out of bed as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah." And they just go, look, by 15, if we're not, we're not where we want to be or we need to be, or, you know, my kids now suffering through disappointments all the time and spending all day there and not, you know, getting any, as you said, you go to basketball or football or soccer, unless you're in a really, really crummy team, more often than not, you're getting a win every second week. So you're getting that high and that feel of success yeah. where sometimes in our sport, you could go six to months to a year with just plateauing and not feeling that. Oh, hey, swimming's tough. Swimming's a tough sport. The longer I've coached, the more I've... I've I never said that years ago. Yeah. Well, it is hard. So and if you've got people not understanding that, they're in, they're in trouble. Sounds like a podcast. I think we can, we can do, Shannon, an episode of... Um you know, the sport and how, how we compare to other sports and pros and cons and how we can improve. And I don't mind that. I'm going to write that down. There's, there's just a... On a positive note, the New yes. South Wales got, New South Wales did well, didn't they? Was it five in the top 10? Congratulations to all those coaches out there in the clubs. The club, yeah, absolutely. Knox, Warringah. Uh, who else? I shouldn't have started that list now because someone's going to get up me for not, for not acknowledging Even this, I but... knew not to go there. <laughs> oh, apologies, apologies. <laughs> I'll have a look after. I'll, I'll but just... anyway, it was five <laughs> out of ten. Yep. The disappointing thing on the weekend was the, the, there wasn't enough open New South Wales Open swimmers there, you know. Okay. It was a New South Wales Open meet and there was more Queenslanders and Victorians around, you know. Do you think it was just that, time, that was of, time of year, Shannon, and time of – although for an open swimmer, that's certainly a place they probably should have been. But for age group – like I know you took Ava up, but for me I had no I had no intentions of touching a meet until June because we've just had such a big summer and I just want to yeah. get back to training. Do you think that's probably – Yeah, but I, I would have thought more clubs would have had open swimmers in there. Yeah. Yeah. But they probably saw age nationals and thought, I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been gold. But um, yeah, I just would have thought there was more uh, of the clubs with open swimmers in them, you know. So um, anyway, uh, not to be. Yeah, Ava did. Uh, Ava competed at it. She she went quite good, you know. And she she, I said, how did you how did you what did you think about swimming against the open guys? She said, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, so yeah, so she would have been a little bit. You could tell she was an age grouper in an open, you know what I mean? Like just not quite as comfortable. But um, yeah, she dropped five seconds in the China breast, so um, she she was good. So uh, 
And then she she was a little bit off in the others, but she was one of those breaststrokes that did a big P on the big, <laughs> big PB. Yeah, please finish that sentence. <laughs> I hope she didn't just do a big P on the blocks. Um, what? Yeah. So, what was the thought? Just she came up with Dad for the weekend, or you just thought it'd be a good experience for her to be around the the open guys, or she was um, for a hit out, or what was well, the thought process there? Yeah, the thought process was. <laughs> I realised at age nationals that she was a bit underdone. Okay. <laughs> you know how I've sort of talked about not racing her too much? Yeah. She didn't do 100 breaststroke between December and age. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness I didn't put her in a Turner breaststroke. <laughs> anyway, I was sort of sitting on the couch uh, waiting for the final and I'm like, it sort of came, it, it just crystallised. <laughs> but, oh, she could be a bit underdone here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the 50 you know, is a 50, but, um, yeah, it's like everybody, she's trying to get judge that pacing and all that sort of stuff. So I, I'd i already planned to take her to um, opens in, in case age was a disaster, you know. Um, so that plan was there anyway. But what I've started to think was, I think at 15, I've got to start racing her a bit, you know? Okay. So, um, um, yeah. <laughs> um, just quickly back to Bronte with that 50. You, you were happy with that? You saw enough in that to... Yeah, very happy. With you, it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've worked, we've worked on three things and she executed all three. Um and that was the goal uh, to to see what happened when she dived in, you know. And um, so that's been good. Uh, so she's going to go to trials, swim the 50 at trials. Um, I haven't talked to her about the 100. Uh, I did mention to her that, um, oh, maybe you could do a relay. That'd be a good way to do 100. But then uh, I was reminded by one of my swimmers that there are no relays. <laughs> and then I went, but we did them last year. And they went, yeah, but that was when they combined nationals and trials, mm. which if anybody's listening, I am a fan of, and that's what they should be doing <laughs> because uh, it's cheaper for, you know, your clientele. They don't have to yeah. go to two different meets. And, you know, while um, it's all right for the, the top echelon, you know, who are getting funding, but uh, for everyone else, uh, you know, they have to, you know, cough up their own money. Like I, I had, I didn't have my whole squad at opens because they couldn't afford to do both meets. Yeah. So you know, there, there's a lot of things that need to be looked at. So, mm. but I, uh, um, so yeah, so with that, there will be no relays at, uh, at trials. No one did the relays at opens because it was too short. So. Uh, Relays are out. Yet we yeah. want uh, we want to have a relay culture at the Olympics. Um, yeah, it's disappointing, especially when you think of years gone past with the top clubs that have all their top swimming. Like it was, it was a big, it was a big thing. It always it would probably help with your point scores and stuff like that too. Like it was really important. Um, right, and, and, and that, no disrespect to the ones that are in there that are, are getting the medals, but you know you can't help sometimes but look and go well. But not just that, Robbie. Like, um, you know, you, you've you you're, you're there all all the time, you know, preparing your athletes, 
and you know what they're capable of, and they don't always get that out when the gun goes. A relay is a great way. Yeah, uh, and, and you, you could say, oh, look, you know, you, you know, with blokes, they might be a bit reluctant to admit that they're nervous and and that got the better of them. Girls, you find that they're a bit more forthcoming in that. If you've got a relay, bang, you can lead them off, you know, or even just get their split. You know, if they go 108 in the individual and go 106, in the relay and go, see? Yeah. We've got to we've got to get that uh pre pre-race, 20 minute pre-race a little bit better because you can do it. 106 in a relay is a lot better than a 108 swim. Mm. So so you can use the relay in um in moving forward with your athlete. Isn't there. that finals experience too, doesn't it, Shannon? So obviously, um anyone that's listening who doesn't know if you're from overseas. So our relays are predominantly done in the final sessions. Yeah. Um, so it does give those swimmers who probably aren't used to a final swim or, or you know, um, they maybe that's the time that they get quite nervous. If you're one of my swimmers, seems to be the, the way we get into the finals and all of a sudden the bright lights come on and we think, oh, so it, it might be a way to, for them to learn to calm their nerves and because they get to have that, a race in that environment with their friends and people around and a bit more yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Now on to some positive news, <laughs> on to some positive news. Uh, 2024, Shannon, what's happening down in Canberra? There's, there's something's been Junior announced. Pampas. Junior Pampas. You heard it here. <laughs> One hour after it was announced. Shannon was very excited to try and break that news because he was trying to redeem himself from, from not breaking prior news last time. <laughs> I heard it this morning at about 7 a.m. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, yeah. So. Oh, that'd be good, though. It's, it's, it's been opened, a while. But... It's been a while since Canberra's had a, a big meet like that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, they, they do the, um, the teams, the, the team champs, didn't they? They used to do that at Canberra. What was that meet called? Well, they'd all come in. Oh, like state teams, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is yeah. this is obviously more international. I think they've, you've done a few jewel in the pools down there, haven't you? Mm. I think there's been a couple of jewel in the pools with Japan or have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Olympic trials, nineteen ninety two. Um, that was when back when there was only one pool. But yeah, you've got two big pools. Um, you know, obviously a comp pool and a ten lane pool, which is you know twenty meters from the other pool. So. Mm. Facility-wise, it's all pretty good. <clears throat> so, yeah, no, that'd be good. Uh, I think everyone will be staying on site. So, yeah. Well, it's exciting news for, for all the, obviously, coaches out there who've got swimmers, you know, either on the cusp or, or 2024 was a part of their... What, what's that age bracket for junior? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? 17, 18 and under? Is it nine? No. You've put me on the spot now. You're putting me on the spot. Is it different to, to Worlds? Junior Worlds was like, well, was going to be just 17, then they opened it up to 18, didn't they? Hmm. So, I think that's where I came up with 18 because I think I saw it. Yeah, I wonder I if it's it the same that. or a little bit different. Well, I'm not sure. I'll have to do some more research on that. But uh, the exciting thing is, as I said, if you're a coach, New South Wales, Queensland, mm -hmm. Melbourne, 
WA, wherever you're listening from, um, there's a really good chance to try and get one of your junior swimmers on a team. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll be cold. It'll be August, but um, and you know the fella who told us this morning at seven, and Lars thought it would be good, um, and uh, and then we all sort of said, oh, it'll be cold though. And um, but then I thought, oh well. You know, my first world champs was in Sweden. Yeah. So, kitty up. Yeah, got to be ready anywhere, anytime. Got to still step up. Everyone's got the same environment and the same conditions and it's just who deals with it uh, the best. Uh, So, yeah, that's exciting news. And as I said, um, for all the coaches out there who might have had 2024 pegged as – 2024 is always pegged as a big one anyway. It's an Olympic year, so we've got people – Well, it would be off the back of the Olympics, sort of, you would think, wouldn't you? You know, so – yeah, for those juniors who, you know, they might not going you know, to make a, a a senior team or anything like that, but your coaches, you've got now something to really work towards and plan and it's exciting mm. that it's in our own country. So there you go. Great news broken here first by Shannon Rollison. Look at you go. <laughs> <laughs> gonna I'm trying. Going to be on the news soon, just breaking, the, just breaking news. Um, now, Shannon, I wanted to finish today's podcast with just, I don't know how long this chat's going to go for. Um, we'll, we'll soon find out cause I've just literally got one note. Um, but coaching work life balance. So we talked about it earlier with just me going on holidays and you saying that I looked refreshed and happy. And to be honest, I am, um, <laughs> which it did help. Um, also just on a side note, you know, how your phone tells you how much your screen time you have. Does your phone tell you that? Mm, I bet it probably does. I'm probably sure does. it does. Yeah, I just haven't don't. found it yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. So my phone will tell me how, like what percentage of the day I'm on my phone or how long, how many hours. And anyway, it's something ridiculous. It's not healthy, um, to be honest. And it was funny. I didn't notice until I was on the boat that by the end of the week, it told me that my uh, screen time percentage was down 83% on normal. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, that's, that's a lot. So from that perspective too, the cruise was really good because we we, we had an internet package right, that we were down used. about four hours a day or something, was it? No way. Like it was way <laughs> less. Like we just didn't, we had an internet package just to pay staff because we still had to pay um, our off the blocks uh, coaching staff while we we're on there. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, we didn't do any work. So, and, and our phone stayed in a cabin a lot of the time. So funnily enough, Shannon, when we had dinners and stuff, we were actually communicating and talking with each other. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was good. So I, I enjoyed that part, but yeah, the, the work-life balance and you even sort of mentioned it yourself, you know, what's a holiday look like? How important is it? Do you think for coaches out there to obviously, yes, be ambitious, set your goals, try and get people on teams. And, and, and that's really important. But to, to balance that with looking after yourself as well and, and making sure you're, you know, in a good frame of mind. Because there's no doubt that the more you spin your wheels and the more you get in the grind and the more you go down that rabbit hole, even though you're obsessing about it and you're excited about it and we all love it, which is why we do it, at a certain point it becomes a little bit unhealthy because you're not really looking after yourself, are you? So at a certain mm-hmm. point you're not refreshed. You're probably not coming up with any you know, big ideas or you're not getting as excited about something as you probably should because you're just sort of wearing yourself down a little bit. Do you subscribe to that? Is there some, have you, is there um, something that you, you know, give advice or feedback on some coaches coming through about that sort of stuff? 
Yeah, well, it's it's easier said than done, isn't it? With the holiday thing, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to trying to package this, <laughs> <laughs> but um, coaches are the last people that ever get thought about, aren't they? Mm. Um, so, so you know. The uh, which probably goes to you know need to think about yourself more, but that's sort of not the work we're in. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're constantly thinking about uh, the future and how do I get that person to this level and why did they why are they tra- training well and not racing well and you know the list just goes on and on and on. And there's always something to work towards and then. So, yeah, this is where I think the calendar, um, you know, can there needs to be in the calendar some downtime, isn't there? You know, so whether that's September or or, or whatever, you know, um, the trials being later in the year, um, it may be good, maybe. I'm not a fan, but that's okay. Let's say maybe it is good. Uh, and um, But that's just prolonged the season for everybody. Yeah. You know, so if the trials were in um, April, like they used to be, I could have May off. In the last five years, uh, you know, when I haven't had people on teams and um, – I could have May off and then we could get into the short course season. Ellsworth would be happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I love, I love autumn. Um, when you ask me what am I doing today, I'm, I'll be going outside, walking the walking Eddie and picking up leaves. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, you, you know, now we're working through till June and then, you know, because of the, yeah, my guys, the likelihood of them making a world championship team that we've got a couple of fringe people, but, you know, my guys are really, they're going to trials because that's when it's on. Mm. And um, and then the, they need to get into the uh, short course season because they're developing swimmers and, you know, they need to get, get their skills better. And so, yeah, so you... you, you you're you're right in amongst the short course season. I think, yeah. You said you were coming down for for ACT champs. Well, that's that's July, and then yeah, 29th and thirtieth. Yeah, my memory. So, and then we've got New South Wales and o- Australian champs are in September. I think they're in September this year because uh, of the FINA World Cup in Sydney. So, mm. but yeah, the calendar doesn't help. Um, and then if you haven't got an assistant coach, well, that makes it hard. Yeah. So uh, that's my predicament. Um, yeah, and then a couple of years go by and you think, I mean, we, we had a family holiday just before COVID. So it must have been September 2019. Had a really good holiday. Um, we went down into Victoria and stuff like that, Great Ocean Road and things. Yep. Um so yeah. What um if you could go on a holiday now, 
Don't worry about coaching. It's all done. It's taken care of. Don't stress. Where where would you go? Ah, listening to Lars this week, I'd go to New Zealand. <laughs> Have you you've been? Have you been to New Zealand? Yeah, a couple of times, but just um, the North Island. Haven't been to the South Island, so uh, I wouldn't mind. So just from Auckland up, you know, on the two or three. I think I've been there three times. So, but yeah, check out uh, Dunedin, mm. and he was saying it's quite Scottish. Okay, um, Elspeth's father's brother lives in Dunedin. So, uh, yeah, do they get many earthquakes there? Ooh, maybe it won't go. <laughs> oh, we we went to um oh this is a while ago now uh maybe nearly 10 years ago we went to uh christchurch oh yeah and it was really nice it was um we we went on a speedboat up through near the glaciers and stuff like that we did a few other different tours and stuff like that. it was really nice it was cold but it was nice i enjoyed it and the one thing that struck me there was we got a uh taxi into town from the airport and i just remember thinking he took me to the wrong place because i thought well, are we in the city he said yeah we're in the city and i kept just looking around and there was no buildings there was no high rise no nothing and then um, it reminded me that yeah they've got they had um earthquakes there and they you know they hadn't built too high they had um shipping containers for shops and things like that in that area but it was really cool it was really nice i've always wanted to to try and go back there. We hired a car, just drove around. Yeah. Went up a mountain, nearly died skiing, Shannon, because I can't ski. I'm very uncoordinated. I'm glad you brought up skiing. Can you ski? Yeah. Okay. So the best best holiday, I well, not the best holiday, but the best holiday from a work, uh, switching off from work, yeah. was a skiing holiday. I went uh, to Threadbow in 2010. And that was the first time, so I learned to ski then. And I've been back since and stuff and and, and all that. But um, the kids, we got the kids uh, in lessons and, and, and so they can ski. Um, Elsbeth had been skiing through schools and, and stuff over the years. Uh, when she was in Queensland, they used to do a, a trip down to the ski fields. So um, I was I was the newbie, so off we went. And I learned to ski, and um, and we spent about five days, and it was really really good. So, and how that came up uh, about was in twenty in two thousand and eight. So I come off Beijing. It was a big year, um, moving around, and and I think it was probably it was about one hundred and thirty days I was away, yeah. um, and normally. I'm I'm around, especially in those AIS days. I was about 75, 80, and um, I'm not bad at saying no. And um, and, and there's a lot of coaches that just say yes to everything, you know. So anyway, Tomo, he didn't really like it, but um, I thought, and I knew that they wouldn't like it. So I thought ahead, um, and I. So I made myself unavailable available for um, Delhi, come off games in Delhi. And my real motivation was I didn't want to go there. Yeah. And um, But I thought I'll have swimmers on the team, but I didn't want it to look obvious. <laughs> so I posed the question and had my, my 
arguments in 20, 2008. And um, Peter Freaker backed me. And uh, so the plan right from towards the end of 08 was that I, I wouldn't be available for the team in 2010. Swimmers went and um, I had uh, Ash Delaney was on the team and Belinda Hawking. Who else did I have? Uh, Craig Calder, he made the Pan Packs that year. I don't think he made Commonwealth Games. Um, I can't remember if Angie Bainbridge made that one or not. But anyway, um, we went skiing while that was all on. It was fantastic. I didn't, I'll confess now, I didn't think about the swimmers once. <laughs> I was on the ski field going, there's a tree in front of me. What did that instructor say two days ago? <laughs> and the key is not to think about the tree. Yeah. But you're going, oh, tree, 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 tree. And then finally you, you remember what you got to do. And that's so you got the hang of it. You quite, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Really good. Uh, got a little bit overconfident sometimes. Was lucky not to break anything. Um, Elspeth would be like, slow down. <laughs> uh, uh, so we, we when we went to New Zealand, we went to Mount Hutt. So anyone who's um, been in around Christchurch or whatever will know Mount Hutt. Um, and we went up and I've never skied before in my life. The only time we ever went to the snow, I think mum and dad had a toboggan thing that we just went down a toboggan nearly running over people as you went down so that was fun i enjoyed that so i thought okay well we'll do this so um ski, hired some skis and we just went on the practice bit right um and i started to get the hang of it i thought oh this is kind of like rollerblading like i used to rollerblade a lot when i was younger just around the streets so i thought okay this is kind of like rollerblade i'm getting the hang of this and i could stop myself i was watching people enough to learn how to do stuff so i'm like sweet i got this now um Alicia, my wife, wasn't, you know, she wasn't having a good time of it. She just kept falling over and then, God bless her, she's like, get, get, get stuffed. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going inside. I'm, I'm getting warm. So I said, okay, well, you do that. I'm going to go up the lift. I'm going to go try something different. And I get up, hop off, and I thought in my head, because I've never done this before, keep in mind, I thought I'd get up there and there'd be a, an area to sort of get your bearings and settle down and be ready to go and then get your mind ready and go, okay, let's do it. No, as soon as I got off, there was sort of a slope that just angled me to start going down. So yeah. I was like, all right, okay, here we go. We're doing it. So I started going more side to side rather than going forward because I'm a big guy. So I was picking up momentum. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going side to side. And then I started to run into the conundrum that if I went pulled to the left, I was going into the side of the mountain. And if I went to the right, I was going off the mountain. So I couldn't keep just going side to side because I was starting to get too close to the, to the edges. Yeah. So then I start going a little bit more straight and then I'm picking up momentum, picking up speed. I'm trying my little stop positions. They're not working anymore because yeah. I'm just, I'm not good enough to stop at this speed. So I just had to drop in the middle of so i just fell back dropped my beanie's fallen off my glasses are gone one uh one ski flew off this side and then if i wasn't embarrassed enough of that this little probably six seven year old japanese kid <laughs> just stopped on a dime right next to me yeah. stop you okay i said listen no offense but you got to keep going this is not a time for like, <laughs> 
I'm not, I'm not in any headspace for a little seven-year-old to stop right next to me now and ask. God bless you, but keep going. So You're not big enough to help me up. No, no, you couldn't have it. Yeah, that took half an hour just for me to get, just to get up. Uh, and then I slowly just potted down. And then anyway, I get down there and there's Alicia waiting at the end, looking at me like, what happened to you? You've been gone for ages. I said, Listen, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just go straight to the bar. So, and then yeah, I, I stayed. I love the whole process of learning something. And that's what kept my mind on the job, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I had plenty to think about so that I didn't die. <laughs> uh, and I didn't think about swimming at all. And yeah. overnight, you were just so stuffed from skiing that you just slept like a, a six year old growing. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that motivated me to get higher and higher was <clears throat> mm, donuts and beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> up in Threadboat, you know, you got to get up towards the top so you can get the donuts and the beer. Yeah. Or you can get the donuts and beer down below, but that was my motivation. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to be up there looking out over the, you know, the mountain and uh, drinking beer and having a donut. So well, there you go. It sounds like you've got to book yourself a little Threadbow weekend or something. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like that's, you, you enjoyed that. See, I, I'd like to go to Threadbow just to have a few drinks and have a good weekend. I don't know. They're making it more expensive. That's what I heard last. Threadbow, Perisher, they're all bloody expensive. Aren't yeah, they? I'm scared at Perisher. So Threadbow's steeper. Yeah. So, yeah. I took a team down there once when it wasn't as, um, I think it was more summertime or whatever, and we went and swam at the pool at Threadbow. Yeah. And yeah. that was much fun. Oh, yeah, I've done stacks and stacks and stacks of camps there. So yeah. I must have done 20 to 30 camps in Threadbow. Yeah. So. No, very good. That's another – I want to get back there as well, but just finding time and resources and money. So mm, anyway, just have to get um, swim a bit faster. <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah, anyway, that, yeah, I just thought it was an in interesting uh, topic to bring up. As you said, a lot of coaches probably didn't have the time to have – may off but as you said you know previously we you know we didn't have anything i've enjoyed this period of time of just getting back into training too and not yeah. racing i didn't want to race we've got i think a district meet in middle of june um nothing annoys me more these days shannon than a qualifying meet oh we're going to the qualifying meet on the weekend we're going to go get times i've got to go to qualify no more qualifying meets nah. not enough just set your set your three or four meets that we're going to and that's it if you haven't got your times I'm not, we're not going out and wasting bloody half a day, as we've already talked about, sitting yeah. around in the stands. Surely you've qualified from the year before, haven't you? Oh, who knows? There's always someone who needs a time for something. Wonderful. Junior kid coming up or there's a kid that I've said, oh, I want you to do the 800s now and they don't have a time, so now they've got to go to a qualifying meet. Oh, well, there's your problem. Yeah. 800. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up for today. Um, thank you uh, very much. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, listen, I already know that the heading of this episode is going to be Shannon's fired up, and people <laughs> are going to be like, "Oh, Shannon's fired up." Let's get it. Let's listen to it. Um, but we are back. We're back on deck uh, each and every week, barring anything you know coming up. Or obviously, we're going to get through trials and. Stuff like that coming up. We're going to try and be a little bit more regular these days. We're going to have a few different guests and topics and stuff coming up. But just excited to be back, as you heard from Shannon, as animated as ever. So you said I was excited. You, mate, you were ready and raring to go. 
You came well, out of the cool. gates and you were boom. Hey, that was nothing compared to the weekend because I was at a high performance meeting on that weekend. So it was oh, the yeah. last day of age. So it was the Saturday. You think I was came out of the box? It's just I mean, get off the plane. <laughs> I just ran from the Coolangatta Airport <laughs> to the Royal Pines. I was into Rowan. <laughs> oh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, gave a few people headaches, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, all listen. Right. Thank Good. you to everyone for joining us this week. Uh, excited to be back. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed it as well. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, thank Thanks, you, Robbie. Michael. Have a great weekend. Thanks, we'll see you all next week. See ya. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck, and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFFTHEBLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout.